They be reciting my quotes while all the singers hit uh-huh. bad notes. We rock the boat of thought that my man Lewis statements just provoke. Caught up in conversations of a personal worth. Brought up through endangered species status on the planet Earth. Survival tactics means busting gaps to prove you hard. Your firearms are too short to box with God. Without faith, all of that is illusionary. Raise my son, no vindication of manhood necessary. Not strong, only aggressive. Not free, we only license. Not compassionate, only polite. Not who the nice. Not good, but we'll behave. Chasing after death so we can call ourselves brave Still living like mental slaves Hiding like thieves in the night from life Illusions of oasis making you look twice Hiding like thieves in the night from life Illusions of oasis making you look twice I'm sure that everybody out listening agree That everything you see ain't really how it be A lot of jokers out running in place Chasing the style Be a lot going on beneath the empty smile Most cats in my area be loving the hysteria Synthesized surface conceals the interior America Land the opportunity, mirages and camouflages More than usually Speaking loudly, saying nothing You confusing me, you losing me Your game is twisted, want me enlisted And your usury Foolishly, most men join the ranks cluelessly But foolishly accept the deception Believe the perception Reflection rarely seen across the surface of the looking glass, walking the street, wondering who they be looking past, looking gas with them imported designer shades on, stars shine bright, but the light really stays on, same song, just remix, different arrangement, put you on the yacht, but they won't call it the slave ship, strangeness, you don't control this, you barely hold this, screaming brand new, when they just sanitize the old shit, supposes, just another clever Jedi mind trick that they been running across stars through all the time, but I find it's distressing, there's never no in between, we either niggas or kings, we either bitches or queens. The deadly ritual scenes immersed in the perverse, full of short attention span, short tempers, and short skirts. No viral automatics released in short bursts. The length of black life is treated with short work. Get yours first, then other niggas secondary. That type of hi, welcome to this episode of Blackout Tips. I think we're like episode 19 or 20. Yeah, we officially we almost legal. Two more episodes. Hey, we be able to drink. <laughs> and um, I'm your host, Rod, and we also have your co host, Karen. And we also have a guest today, uh, Chantel. Uh, she's a registered nurse. Are you registered nurse already? I am registered. She's she's so young. That's why I had to ask why she's a registered nurse already. And um, <laughs> big balling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had, um, we just had like some questions we wanted to ask because we uh, sometimes talk about like different articles that we have about health and stuff, mm-hmm. and then. Um, also, just crazy articles like that. 600-pound woman is trying to get to 1,000 pounds. Yes. So, I'm sure we're not experts on health. We're just guessing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, We're not educated guests, but we know that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I also sent out some, um, like, an email to my friends. asked if they had any questions for a nurse. And I sent out a couple uh, requests on Twitter to see if anybody had any questions mm-hmm. for a nurse. Um, we didn't get a lot of response because I think... 
People get nervous when you say, oh, you want to ask a nurse? Oh, they think they're talking about STDs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to... Uh, you don't want to tell your secrets? Yeah, you don't want to tie your name to it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like, oh, can you, can you tell what Michael Jones said? What you do about herpes? <laughs> How you stop the itching and burning? Because <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to smell like that. Oh, man. <laughs> but, um, so we, uh, so we only got a few questions, but I made up some questions for my friends. Because uh, I think they're afraid to ask, but I would like to know the answer to okay. their health problems. And I'll, I'll, I'll try not to give their names, but I can't make any promises. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> the first question I had was, um, I listen to like some conservative talk radio sometimes on the way home from work. And everybody's talking about health care capacity. Because mm-hmm. conservatives don't like it. Democrats like it. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of like misinformation going around. A lot of, you know just astounding information going around. How do you, like, what kind of information filters down to your level? Like, do you hear a lot about, this is what healthcare, this is what this bill passing is going to do to your job in three years? Unfortunately, no. Um, the, the big leagues, the hospital administrators, they try their best to let us get that information last. Because mm-hmm. if it's something that's going to affect our job or the patient care and the quality of care, they're going to try their best to bring it to us as politically correct as possible. Mm-hmm. So as far as the, the real nitty-gritty of it, no, we wouldn't We wouldn't know. I mean, we could draw on conclusions based off of what we know as public, but right. mm-hmm. as far as healthcare professionals, no, they wouldn't They wouldn't tell us yet. <laughs> That's crazy, because I was just watching The Daily Show, and I'm like a week behind on The Daily Show, but I was watching a repeat, and there was this one doctor who said... Um, he would not. He was a urologist, okay. which is, I guess, uh, they test your urine and whatnot, or touch they your check penis. out. The, yes. So they, you know, it's a dude that likes to touch penises for his job. Um, where I'm from, they call that prostitutes. But, you know, whatever. You get your money how you get it. I'm not gonna judge. But um, so this dude was like, if you voted for Obama, find another urologist. Don't. Don't come to me and get you can't get checked out here. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How would he even know that? Well, I don't know. I mean if you're black, there's a ninety percent chance you if you voted, you voted for Obama. Which we Don't you know. want money and don't you want to get paid? Uh, apparently he is more offended politically than he cares about his own money. But from what I was told, we weren't really the ones to put him in office. Wasn't it like uh we because we don't really vote like that. Yeah. You know I mean we went out. In greater numbers than normal, but yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, first of all, historically, black people almost always vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. You, there's, I don't know, since segregation, civil rights, and slavery, like if you're a conservative, you've been on the wrong side of that issue three times. You, we, you're not gonna get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to us voting for you. But um, the the other problem with that is, you can't really. You can't, you can't really blame black people for voting for Obama in those type of numbers because some of it was symbolic. Some of it was, hey, I want to see a black person in the White House. I never thought I would be able to. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, you already were going to vote Democrat anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, what this person can probably discern or what a lot of white people probably can discern is, hey, if this person voted and they are black, there's a 90% chance they voted Democrat. So, you know... Generalizing, they can look at any of us and be like, "Yeah, you probably voted for Obama." Right. But um, 
I don't think he was saying it racially. Okay. I really think he was just, just like in general. People. Yeah, he's just yeah. you know he probably listened to Rush Limbaugh one day and he was like, damn it, he just got angry. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get him. Um, but anyway, so um, I, it, but that made me wonder like, how does it trickle down to each level? Like, are there really people in the healthcare industry that are just like, I'm so obsessed with the politics of it, I'll let it affect my how I do my job. I mean, me personally, I work with uninsured patients all mm-hmm. the time. Like, that's my patient base. So, as far as dealing with people that don't work or don't have, you know, income that can have insurance and get... I mean, looking at the hospital aspect of it, there are there's another floor for mothers who have insurance, mm-hmm. our princesses, and then there is our floor. I mean, there's a remarkable difference in the... Just even the rooms, the beds, the the televisions, the I mean it's wow. unfortunately the hospital is a business. Right. Yeah. And I mean yeah. there's where where you have our insured patients, they have a lot more a lot better anemones, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Amenities. Amenities. I think anemones is yeah. Like- amenities. Excuse me. Um yeah. But um it's it's so, alright, I, uh, I'm i kind of digressing from the questions I had, but so what happens, like, there's t- obviously there's two different paths you take in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Alright, you have insurance. Mm-hmm. What, like, that path, I've kind of, you know, I've had, I've been in the hospital before, I've had insurance, and I had good insurance, so it kind of went smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if we had to pay anything. Mm-hmm. Just $50 for the, uh, just $50 for the, uh, Ambulance. That's all we had to pay. Ambulance. Ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Ambulance. Sound like that dude got beat up by that white man. <laughs> call the ambulance. Yeah, that's what I'm calling. <laughs> but um, yeah. So all right, dude. All right. So I know how that goes. But you walk in, you don't have insurance. How does that roll? Well, at my hospital, which will remain. Yeah, we keep that on the low. We don't have. To. I mean, you come in if you don't have insurance for one. My hospital just happens to be a teaching hospital. Mm-hmm. So for someone who has insurance, they probably have a primary physician, mm-hmm. primary doctor, yes, um, who would be contacted. Yeah. Um, if you come in without insurance, say you're going to have a baby or something, mm-hmm. you get a resident, which would be a doctor in training. Oh. So your level of care is going to be different. You have that doctor also delivering your baby. Possibly performing your cesarean section, and they wow. could be doing this for the first time. Oh uh, yeah, how's they gonna learn? So uninsured people is kind of like on the job training. Hmm. Unfortunately, I mean they have great nurses taking care of them, right? Yeah. But their doctors are in training, and that's just at my hospital. I don't know about all right. the other so, ones. Yeah, that's interesting though. Um, so like, how does that? Now, do you have to deal with anything outside of like? Them, like you would never have to deal with the money part of it. Like if they didn't have, if they weren't able to pay, like would you ever see evidence of that, or would it ever affect how you guys handle the deal? Um, it's so and kind of yes. Uh, some procedures, um, they, there's a there's a choice. It's like if it's not medically necessary, mm. then I don't want it because right. Medicaid ain't gonna pay for it. Um, you know, like if they're like, well, will Medicaid cover it? Because if so, I'll take it. Right. Even down to vaccinations. Wow. Is it covered by my Medicaid? 
um, will say yes ma'am and it's okay. I mean that would be their right. first question. I mean little procedures for their children. Is it covered? Yes or no. If it's not, then no I won't. You so, know. Wow. So some so like smallpox vaccinations <laughs> well, like would they check for that or TDAP vaccinations. Have you ever heard of like tetanus, diphtheria, pertussis, which mm. is whooping cough, like those vaccines we offer now and they'll say, Well is it is it is it covered by insurance? And a lot of like Hispanic patients that don't understand hepatitis okay. you know, vaccines. They're like, Is it covered? Is it necessary? Do I gotta right. have it? Because if not I don't wanna pay for it, that kind yeah, of thing. Okay. Wow. Um, what about the language barrier? Because I know in Charlotte, in particular, we have a lot of um, undocumented, quote unquote, workers. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that work with people that don't really speak the language? Y'all have like translators. Y'all have. We Spanish do. Speakers? We have oh. uh, interpreters on call that we page throughout the night, as, as you know, as we need them. Um, and uh, we, we try to learn oh, Spanish. We do have a lot of French, African. Mm-hmm. Um, Every, I mean, we, we have a lot of different languages that come through my unit. Wow. And we, we have interpreters that we have a language line that we can get in contact with and try our best to communicate with them. So what, what happens if, um, or I guess, you know, once again, this might be a deeper question than, you know, necessarily what you deal with, mm-hmm. but, all right, the cost for these people that can't pay for their Medicare or with their, their own medicine, their mm-hmm. own coverage, if they decide, hey, man, I can't afford this, now, they can't, does that mean they can't come back? Like, say, you know, I get a liver transplant. I can't afford to pay it. Y'all send me a bill, whatever. Three months later, I'm sick again. I go to the hospital. Do y'all say, hey, man, you uh, what about this money? And then just kick me out? or We can't refuse you care. Ah. We can't. I mean, you come in. I mean, I think that's one of the, one bill a lot of times that, that creditors will, even when they, if, if they turn over to credit agencies, I don't even know if they do. Like, people mm-hmm. say they need their money. I think a hospital bill is one thing that they won't really pressure you for because, I mean, they can get ridiculous really quick. Yes. Yeah, we saw Repo Man, and we know how they do. They will cut your liver out. They will, like, hit you with this, um, this, yeah. like, taser thing. Uh-huh. They lay you on the ground, and they'll, like, cut you Jumping. open, and the dude will just take your, like, machine liver out, put mm-hmm. it back in the bag, take it right back to the, uh, Whatever the name of that company was, terrible. And put it back in the bag. I mean, I have patients that come in self-pay, meaning they don't have Medicaid listed. They don't have any form of insurance, meaning Mm. that whatever bills they incur, they plan to be billed. Um, But those patients also don't have Social Security numbers. So how you gonna trace them down to get your money? You know, and we can't. You come back in. Maybe you'll come back under the same name. Don't know. But if you come back in under the same name, we can't say, oh no, we can't take you again because you. You didn't pay your bill. We okay. can't do that. We can't refuse care. I mean, it's like, it's a moral code or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just can't do it. Hippocratic oath. <laughs> um, but it's kind of, it's kind of the um, same thing where um, they have a lot of, uh, like, there's a lot of cost in the system that mm-hmm. is kind of being unaccounted for mm-hmm. other than when my premiums go up for mm-hmm. my insurance. Mm-hmm. And I kind of figured that even if... There's not a hundred um, percent foolproof way to go about it. Healthcare kind of seems like a good idea just to get people on file. Like it's almost like you don't know what you don't know. So all all the insurance company knows is X amount of people aren't paying for that stuff, and the hospital has costs. Everyone has costs. So if I have, it's like shoplifting. If you come into Best Buy, you steal some DVDs. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
you, you know, maybe you steal a memory card for a PlayStation 2. Maybe you get in the car and it's supposed to be an accident and you look at your husband like, maybe I got a PlayStation 2 memory card in the car. And maybe your husband says, hey, forget about it. Let's just drive off. Don't even wow, worry about it. Really? And I'm not saying, I didn't say nobody yeah, that. I'm, I'm not just hypothetical. Like, who would do that? Hypothetical. Okay. I'm not saying anybody's a master thief mm-hmm. or anything. So you know, like so that cost of that. Hey, why are you laughing so hard? Because <laughs> it's funny. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> that um, I'm saying the cost of that memory card goes somewhere. So like, yes, it does. That's twenty dollars Best Buy didn't make. Mm-hmm. So now when you come back next week, maybe memory cards cost twenty one dollars and fifty cents, just because they gotta recoup the cost. Mm-hmm, I figure. True. Healthcare has to be kind of similar because it's still a business, like you said. So, like, if a hospital has X amount of patients that are like, hey, man, I was going to pay for this myself, but, you know, I don't have a social security number, you can't find me, or um, I don't have the money to pay for this. Like, what can the hospital really do? They have no recourse. It's really only thing they can do is charge insurance companies more mm-hmm. and say, look, um, we got X amount of dudes that ain't paying for this yet, and it costs more over time and eventually like I think it's increased like insurance premiums are increased like a hundred percent in ten years or something like mm-hmm. something ridiculous. It might even be four hundred percent. I can't remember the exact number, but the whole point being it seems like healthcare is more of a well we can just pay for these people that weren't gonna pay anything. Mm-hmm. It should drive everybody's cost back to under control. Maybe it doesn't lower your cost, mm-hmm. but maybe it kinda slows it down and I'm not yeah. paying Twice what I was ten years ago. Right, it, everything it's like a trickle down. It'll affect everything. I mean, but with Medicaid patients, I mean, Medicaid caps out. Like right. you're only gonna get this much from me for this particular procedure. Like period. Mm. But if you get an insured person, they can go up and up and up and up and up right. as much as their insurance will will cover. Right. So they love to see those Medicaid patients coming, which is you know. Well, it seems kind of um. The other thing about like the whole Medicaid Medicare thing is like. At least somebody's paying for those people. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm completely okay with the fact whatever whatever happens with them people. At least somebody puts something on whatever they owe, <laughs> yeah. As opposed to zero, which means I gotta <laughs> put in on it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like I said, I'm I don't really know every all the ins and outs of this healthcare thing, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems like with the kind of issues we're having, it, it can't be that bad. Um, all right, I'm gonna leave this person's name out, but they asked. Um, have you ever seen something that made you want to quit? Um, yeah. I, really, I love my job, but the politics of it makes me sick. Mm. I mean, if that can make any sense. I mean, even to somebody in any, like a, the corporate world, you know, you do something, you, you, there's a certain way. Even you just feel like this ain't right. This, right. It shouldn't mm. go this way. But... Then again, it's your job and your hands are tied. Mm-hmm. You know, so just the politics of things, like to look at the two, to look at two units that serve the same patient population that they they do the same thing, mm-hmm. but the level of um, just uh, availability of equipment, mm-hmm. um, uh, the food that the patients get, the availability of getting in contact with people to, to give them snacks or uh, just simple things, thermometers, you know, like the difference there, it makes me sick. You know, you go on to, to my floor, they need to be scrubbed and polished. You go to the other floor and it's sparkling, you can see your reflection. Wow. The bathrooms are 
spotless. You go into our bathrooms and there's mold on the on the floor, mildew oh. on the walls, and our patients come out like, "Can you have somebody come clean my room?" Mm. We got roaches. <gasps> what? Oh. I mean, it's not that surprising that the hospital has roaches. Hospital, you know, but yeah, we have roaches. We have to close down rooms sometimes because of our bugs. Wow. You know, but if you go to an insurance, I mean, could you imagine being in a room in a hospital and seeing a bug crawl across your floor and then they still expect you to stay in that room? No. Well, no. You're going to raise some saying. You're going to say, look, this, right. this is not right. I need to speak to somebody in the hospital administration because this is disgusting. You know. Yeah. yeah I want to discount It's an everyday occurrence. I know. It's, it's pretty regular. Wow. And it's sickening. I mean, it's. Oh, I was begging you to say something like a patient, like somebody that was, uh, I don't know, had a gerbil up their butt. <laughs> somebody that, you know, had like some kind of nasty disease. I, I mean, people I didn't will think be about people. Everybody's different. There are different things that come up. But I guess it's because of the type of person I am. That stuff don't faze me so much. You get kind of desensitized to it? Like, after you see enough stuff, are you kind of like, eh? You've seen it all kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I've been in it for a few years. Not that long, but a few years, and it's, I mean, you get quick, quick, you can't burn out to that stuff. Right. Stuff like what, what you do with your patients, drama, whatever, mm-hmm. you, 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 if you get sucked into it, you will burn out. So you just kind of got to take it for what it is and realize, hopefully in a few days you can come. Mm-hmm. You know. Alright, so it's... Not dead, but, you know, but it's charged. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> going on. Sign these papers and take your butt home. Yes. Yeah. Let me just unplug this machine. <laughs> no, not at all. So, um... Uh, one of my friends, uh, Ben, he, he said uh, in his in his like uh, idea of jobs, like especially females and jobs, he says sex life teaches all the freakiest, then nurse, and then nuns. I don't know where he got nuns from. Wow. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he's. Uh, where did he get this list from? I'm pretty sure he's going by like porn Google covers this. or something like that. Oh, okay. He can't right. be. I, don't, I mean, I, you do hear all those stories about the teachers and their students. Yeah. But, Why ain't children just make this list? Cheerleaders? I don't think cheerleaders are a real occupation. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, like the thing that was weird to me though is you don't really see stories about nurses having sex with their parents, patients. Um, like you see that with like the, the students and the um, <laughs> teachers all the time. But um, so is is nursing? Is it? Does, I don't. I can't think of anything erotic about being a nurse because it is sick people. Like it's yes. not like the porn movies where it's just like you know. It's, uh, linebacker looking dude and he's just in there like oh my penis hurts and then damn you know like it's, it's, it seems like people come to the hospital with, with real problems issues, right. that's right like oh my you, kidney's you, failing don't this seem yeah. sexy to you, you, you need know? to get my heart pumping girl for real though nah get off me yeah. pump my heart no, no. I, I'm sure in the emergency room when you got a little acute illness you know maybe I just gotta run it those I can't get rid of kind of thing yeah. but if they're actually admitted they probably got some real serious junk going on yeah. you, you have seen that their whole chart, their whole yeah. pilot, everything <laughs> they got going on. <laughs> Some of that stuff you don't want to have nothing to do with. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't really. I don't know. I, I just thought that was a funny question. Yeah, kind of funny. Um, also, I have a question. Um, he didn't send it in, but my man Cross, I want to know this question because I'm concerned about his health. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> can a man survive without any balls, or if his wife or his girlfriend keeps her his balls in her purse? 
Can he still? Ah. Can he still survive like that? Like, how long does he have to go before he has to have reattached? Or does he just become a woman? Like, oh Lord, have mercy! Because he don't really hang. He don't really hang out anymore. Oh. He don't really hang out anymore. And I think that's a question for a psychologist or something. Okay. Psychiatrist. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he can survive without him. Okay. Well, I know. You know, we need testosterone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I worried about it. Um. So, uh, somebody else sent this question in, but I don't want to say the name because I don't want to embarrass them. Okay. Because it might not even be about them, they just want to know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to know if you if they judge you when you come in with an embarrassing medical problem, and do they talk about it later at home? <laughs> yes, we are human, okay? <laughs> we, I mean, we will be professional. Uh, most of us will be professionals right. if you come in with something embarrassing. You know, and you're like, please don't tell my mom, my mom, right. mom, or whatever. We will be professional. But we will probably go to the nursing station and guess what, girl? Mm. We're human. I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Right, of course not. But, you know, some of my coworkers yeah. will. They will They will share a funny story or two. Now, is it, is it mostly women that are nurses now, or has that changed? Or um, what? It's still majority women. Yeah, okay. but we do have men trickling in there. I, I see mean, men I every once in a while. Yeah, That's I think cool. it's great. So, um... Do you think it's more gossipy, quote unquote, because there's so many women, or do you feel like it's just the same as any other job? Um. Hmm. Well, I'm a woman, so my right. I want to say uh, it's not just gossipy because it's women, but right. women do like to talk, you know. And yeah, I mean, there are some stereotypes I can agree with. Or mm-hmm. I've seen. It, obviously, I'm generalizing. It's not everywhere, but most of the time. The women I work with are more gossipy than the men I work mm-hmm. with at the jobs I've had. And then, you know, a lot of times women don't always work well together all mm-hmm. the time. Like, there might be more animosity where dudes kind of brush things off where, like, they don't like you. Don't get it wrong. Y'all won't, y'all will never be friends. Mm-hmm. But they'll they'll get along with you for the purposes of work. That's right. They'll kind of squash the beef. Whereas sometimes I see women get caught up in drama. So when there's, like when I was a waiter, most of, most of the waitresses are women. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you just have that like animosity towards each other. I, I don't know if it's just some of them get jealous, some don't. It's not every woman, but it's like they'll drag people into the drama. Well, I mean, as far as, as from what I've experienced, when you do have an issue with a coworker or whatever, you have to realize that you're a team, and right. it's not like you know, you're dealing with people's lives. And if That's you need right. somebody to come and tag team with you and have your back, you need them. Right. And it, that your, your little petty differences, that's got to go out the window. So a lot of times what we'll try to do is just make sure that, look, if something, if there's an offense, as a professional, I'm going to come to you and say, look, this is what happened. Let's squash this. Let's talk it out because... If I need you, I need to know that you're going to be there. I need to right, know that yeah. there's not going to be this emotion. We're not going to, as women, we are emotional beings. Right. We don't need to take this into our patient's room. So, and we're going to need to work together because it's a team, it's a team profession. You know, you can't be a nurse all by yourself in the hospital. You know, you're going to need somebody else. You're going to need either a physician or your coworker as a nurse. You're going right. to need them. So, you try to squash that stuff, the pettiness. You try to be bigger than that, you know. And I'm the youngest thing on my unit. So, so you probably catch it a lot just from being a jealousy young. standpoint. Yeah, I mean, young, black, right. you know, I mean, when I first got there, it was, it was the whole world on my shoulders. Because I was like, there's nobody else here that looks like me. There's right. nobody else here my age. And they are putting me in this box thinking I'm, an, I'm, I'm going to go clubbing, I'm going to go drinking, I'm a, you know. 
and and oh, did you party hard last night? Don't don't do that. To How me. many kids you got? How many? You don't have any yeah. kids, really? Man, you got your own question. house, your own car. What? I had that. Question. And I, I mean, it, it, but then yeah. it, it transferred into a position where I was proud. So, yeah. um, oh, all right. So <laughs> when it comes out, because like that's a stereotype that I buy into because. I was trying to think about today. I was talking to this dude at basketball court. Mm -hmm. And y'all, I'm going to give y'all like five seconds to think of one because I might be wrong. I could not think of a group of women that really accomplished anything major by themselves. I can't think of it. I mean, obviously set it off. They robbed that bank. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, but they kind of broke down in the end. You know, Latifa was tripping and, you know, people was getting shot. Um... And then sisterhood of traveling pants, you know, they mailed them pants all over the place. But like in general though, like it seems like there's just this this like animosity or like the jealousy overcomes groups groups of women too often. And it's kinda sad because they in general women have their stuff together more than men, I think. But collectively it's more like they're always comparing themselves to each other. I mean, look at magazines, look at, like, shape, or you look at, like, you look at men's fitness, and you don't really see dudes, like, hating on men's fitness, but you look at, like, a lot of these celebrity gossip magazines, it is strictly designed to bring down beautiful women to our level so we could be like, Jennifer Anderson getting dropped again, I told you, child, she don't do such and such, like, just so we could judge them, it's a society double standard out there, and it kind of trickles down individually, I just kind of want to throw that out there, because I know it's a female-dominated like it seems like women should just be running nursing like they should be the head of every office like they should be running the hospital that most of the hospital is women working there mm -hmm. but you look at doctors you look at like it's still a lot of male oriented like it still seems like it's a male oriented profession like we think of doctors as men first and we think of nurses as women mm -hmm. and that's it like there's no like there's no true intermingling of the genders but anyway mm -hmm. I just kind of want to throw that out there as a comment that's interesting I mean, hopefully I'll be wrong. Hopefully in ten years. I'll I mean, I see a lot more female doctors. You do. I'm, I mean, my, my doctors and they make a lot doctors. fewer mistakes. Probably. They probably you know do. what I'm saying? And they, I mean, they do. They do good. They do good work. Yeah, we, we got a female doctor. We've had her for a few years. I I really like her. And I guess for me. <clears throat> Because I'm a female, I feel more comfortable with the female. Knowing that I'm a female, we got the same organs. Um, and it's nothing against the guys. I've had male doctors too. Uh, but she's yeah, really I don't even good. think it's a matter of like being better at your job either. Like I mm -hmm. completely think it's a stereotype. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any evidence to back it up. It is strictly people will always see men as doctors. It's like you look mm -hmm. at TV. How? It's cultural like, too. It is, yeah, it's cultural. It's, I mean, mainly because I, my Hispanic population will call me a doctor in a minute. Mm. They will call me a doctor in a minute, and I'm like, no, I'm nurse. But I mean, I don't mind. I, I do more for them than the doctor does anyway. Mm. So, oh, you have more interaction with them. Oh yeah, definitely. The doctor, the doctor is gonna figure out what's going. They, they don't look at the patient itself. They look at the condition. They look at what it's called and what's attached to it and what they need to do. Then they send me to go do it. So, I mean, mm. they can do the paper part. And I'm not putting doctors down because they're brilliant. You right. know, most of them. But most of it, like, for a doctor, you go to school so long. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like one of those, like, wink and a nod. You must know what you're doing. You've been doing this. You've been in school so long. Who would ever really question their doctor? We Everyone feels stupid when they go to the doctor. I'm sure, you know, you know more about healthcare, so you probably don't. But 
most people for in general right. the doctor question. could come tell you like look man eat uh two spoonfuls of Vaseline every night before you go to bed and we would be like that is weird but I would okay. do it because yeah. he's a doctor so yeah. like there's there's that other part of it like the people are scared I saw a commercial and maybe y'all seen it too but have you seen that commercial where like the ladies asking her husband all these questions mm-hmm. and it's obviously annoying to the husband but she's asking all these questions about every little thing. Mm-hmm. Then she goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, hey, all right, uh, you know, everything checked out fine. You got any questions? And she don't ask any questions and she walk out. Mm-hmm. That's how I think people feel about doctors. Like, whatever you say, boss, and then you just, that's the end of it. But, and, the, and the weird part about it is that it is your body. You need to be educated about your body. You know, and my thing is that we'll ask questions about what's in our foods. We don't want no hormones. We want chickens to be free. We want hogs to live free. Mm-hmm. We're more cons- we're more concerned about what we put in our bodies than about our bodies itself. And then it's kind of weird that people they do that tons of questions about everything that's yeah. irrelevant. But when it comes to their health and their body, we don't want to ask any questions you watch, about when it. You watch football with a woman. She want to know how many yards is a first down. Why is he tackling that man like that? <laughs> Why didn't he pick up the ball and run? Like, there's a thousand questions. Yeah, if you're every dude listening the to sport. this definitely knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's but, very annoying. And I mean, vice versa. You know, like dudes ask questions. If you ask a dude like about his uh, fancy football team or something, like he will ask you like, "Well, how many yards that dude averaged last yeah. year? How many touchdowns? Like, all this stuff." And then, but you go to the doctor and everyone gets quiet because it's just like. It's almost scary, just like yeah. I think people get intimidated by just all that healthcare is, all that taking care of your body is, all that if you if something is wrong, you just want it to be fixed. You don't want that problem anymore. So tell me what I can do to fix it. And it has a lot to do with us being like, I want it now, I want yeah, it now, just fix me now, I want it right now. Because I mean, if you took the time to actually look into what was going on, which you research, I mean, the internet is great. It has a lot yes, of good is. information, a lot of not so good information, but too. right. I mean, but if you do some research, get you know, get into looking into what's going on with you. I mean, I'm a big advocate for being being in top on top of what's going on with you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I will explain to my patients, this is what this is for. Do you want it or not? You have the, the decision to make. It's your choice. With anything, you go into the hospital. People are like, oh yeah, they gave me this, they gave me that. Why? Did, did you ask them? Did you need it? You don't even know. You know, you don't know. You don't know what it's for. And you, you're just taking it because somebody's coming to you. But I, I try to, I mean, one person at a time, you know, yeah. as I interact with them, you know, ask them what it's for. You know, talk to that doctor when they come in because all they're thinking about is let me check her there, 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 and leave. And they're going to say, okay, did you have a question about this? I remember you saying something about this. But no. They're going to get what they need to get done and walk out. And when you still got that question, you're going to leave and go home with that question because you didn't ask your doctor because you were intimidated. I said, write your questions down. And, you know, I try to tell them to be on top of that. Kind of thing. It's important. All right, so one last question about the nurse stuff. Then we can move on to the news and stuff. Um, I have a friend, Jeremy. How long can he survive with his head in front of his ass? <laughs> like, if his face is done, because I'm sure there's, like, breathing problems and stuff. Oh, like, man. Like, with... What do you give him, like, a couple? I mean, he's been doing it for, like, a couple years Really? Now. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, if, it's, if he's been good for a couple years, I don't see why he can't just keep keep it going. I mean, he must have a supply of oxygen to be, uh, to, I mean, to have the cells alive and his brain ain't there. He got to be doing good. I mean, right. I don't know how he eats that way, but. Uh, I don't either. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He's a medical phenomenon. Uh huh. All right. So let's do. The, let's get into the podcast. All right. Now. I don't know what. I don't know what time we're at, but uh, all right, like thirty-two minutes in. So like, uh, I guess I'll even know that people don't want to know about nursing. They can skip for thirty-two oh, okay. minutes. But uh, I was interested and I learned a lot. So. I did too. Cool. Apparently, Jeremy can live forever with his head up his ass. Um, <laughs> do y'all ever um, save phone numbers in your phone as do not answer? Yes. Because I do. Yes. I got this dude named Christian. I gave him a ride to the YMCA to play ball. And then he tried to get in a fight with this dude. And then I was leaving. He didn't tell me he needed a ride home. I had to get his food a ride home, too. Mm-hmm. So I saved him in my phone as do not answer. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. Is that y'all do that? No? Yeah. Yep. Because there are guys that will approach you that don't know how to take no for an answer. There are mm-hmm. guys that will be like, I mean, you can know that they'll, they'll be the type to cuss you out and cause a scene, and you just don't want that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you will yeah. be like, okay, I'll take the number, and they'll call you to make sure you gave them the right number, all that kind of stuff. So you just say, like, don't answer. So they can't ever get a confidence with your number. That's right. I got to you, you avoid the conflict, right? Yeah. I used to, I used to go to school just doing a smile. And just the way he would talk to girls, trying to get their number, was so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It was and not like not quietly, like in front of like fifty people. <laughs> yeah. Like he would be like, "Girl, what's your number?" Damn, your ass fine or something. Mm-hmm. And the girl would be like, "I ain't giving you my number." He'd be like, "Bitch, go ahead, yeah. then. Fuck you, bitch!" Yeah. In front of everybody. Oh, and you would just see this tall dude cursing out some random woman. Mm-hmm. You see it like once a week, and. I always just wow. wonder, like, why didn't they just give him the number and then just be like, do not answer? Because, I don't know, maybe they're scared. It took me a while to get that. It took me a while to get that. Because you want to be, you want to show your girls, I don't give him my number. You know, yeah. you want to be, but then you get to the point of, uh, they'll understand it. When you go back yeah, to the class right. and you got, then they, yeah, they can be like, yeah, girl, I gave you phone, but don't worry. I wonder how many dudes that are out there that listen to the podcast that have had um, mm-hmm. a girl give them their number and thought like, oh, yeah. She's feeling me. She's feeling me. <laughs> <laughs> and she is not feeling nothing. Yeah, you never answer your call. You on your phone number. I would, I would tell her right. my name was do not answer. <laughs> save save no, time. My number is click. All right. So um, I talked to, oh, I worked at the YMCA for our second job. And I had the weirdest conversation with this police officer about um people like not paying taxes. Like they owe thousands thousands of dollars in taxes. And wow. Like getting caught and like he had some problems because he had to uh, he had a second job and like if you make over six hundred dollars you have to claim that money mm. and the IRS came back and hit him with like a two hundred dollar penalty so like oh. even after taxes like he made six hundred dollars they took taxes out of that then they hit him with a penalty so it was like he didn't make any money mm. but um wow. more importantly the stories I thought were cool he talked we talked about stealing. Mm-hmm. And he said that um, he, when he was working undercover, they would do, go to like Target or something, and they would basically test their security. And one one of the ways they would do it is like he worked with a thief, that a former thief, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. And they would like go to McDonald's, buy a cup of coffee, get the receipt, take that receipt to like Target, grab like a big screen, well not big screen TV, but grab like a vacuum cleaner. They have like six hundred dollar vacuum cleaners in the back. 
But you grab a vacuum cleaner, you walk out, and as you're walking out, you show the attendant your receipt. You wave it at them mm-hmm. from like 10 feet away. And they normally just wave you through without checking mm-hmm. in. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. Yeah. You have some that'll stop you regardless. I guess it just depends. But yeah, most of them will flag you and tell you to go on. Walmart seems to stop people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know they stop you. They're good about it. Yeah, but they got tired. They Best Buy, too. Though. Best Buy, that man will stop you every time. But, um... Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Um, and then um, I'm, I don't know if you remember this documentary. You might not have watched it with me, but it was about these crackheads. And um, there's like a crackhead couple. And one of their tricks was to go to like CVS or something. It was in like New York. They just wait for people to walk out of CVS. And you know how like say you buy an alarm clock or something. It's twenty dollars. You don't really care about the twenty dollars. You might take it, take the bag, throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. Just take your alarm clock out. So you wait for that. They go get go in the trash, get a bag, open up, get the receipt. So now they have a receipt for a twenty dollar alarm clock. They go to another CVS across town, pick up the an alarm clock from the back. So they like walk into the CVS, pick up the alarm clock, walk to the front, go to customer service with the same alarm clock, and they're like, "I bought this at another CVS. Here's my receipt. Um, can I get my money back?" And the, the, I think the biggest thing was you had to have a cash transaction. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it has to be someone who bought a big item or some item, pay for it in cash. And um, they said they would take this money and smoke crack or whatever. Wow. And the thing it made me realize was, in order to be a good thief, you almost got to be on crack. Mm. It's the only, like, it makes you a genius. It makes you a genius. You would analyze it to the T, won't you? Yeah. It's almost like you think of stuff that anybody with a real good, decent paying job, like, I wouldn't think about doing anything. I mean, but now it makes sense, you know? Yeah. now, I mean, I wish I didn't know it almost, because if I ever get on track. <laughs> if you ever see a receipt on the ground, yeah. walk outside, you'll be like, picking it up and looking what at it. For. What yeah. did they buy? Wow. Exactly. But it was, I don't know, it was just a crazy thing. I think they even got caught once, and the dude just ran off. I mean, you're not catching the crack. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, they quick. Yeah. Um, oh, today also, I was playing ball with the Y, and this dude came in, and, uh, like, why do people treat, some people, treat real life like Facebook and Twitter. Like, real life is different. Like, that's the reason... What, they say OMG and stuff like that? No. Um, <laughs> like, telling you too much information. Uh, like, this dude... We okay. played ball with this dude. He was a scrub. But he was a real, um, what I like to call an assertive scrub. Like, he was really... Hey, man, give me a ball. I'm open. Hey. Like, that dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang it. You know, every time he messed up. Meanwhile, he was turning the ball over, shooting the air balls, mm-hmm. pissing me off. <laughs> anyway, so, um, he leaves for a while, I guess, to go hit up the sauna. Mm-hmm. We keep playing ball. We, you know, we're all glad he left. He comes back, and he's like, man, there's some dude in the sauna, and he's butt naked, and he's just all spread out. And I'm like... First of all, I don't need to know that. Uh, I'm not going to the sauna, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. But even that was kind of like, whatever. I know you just want us to like you or whatever. But what killed it for me, he, he was like, yeah, man, he's a faggot or something like that. And like, he's cursing. Uh, and then he's like, I'm going to go get the police and tell on them and get them out of but there. But it's a sauna. I don't know the sauna rules because I don't go anywhere with that naked grown man. <laughs> that, that's true. That's yeah. just a general rule of thumb for I me. I mean, but it's a sauna. Most people sit in there naked or they sit like wrapped in towels because yeah. it's so hot in there. I, yeah. So, um, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe that's really unusual for the sauna. 
But he came, and then he came back and said the same thing again to everybody after he got the police. And I was just like, hey, man, you could have kept all that to yourself. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to update every three minutes. I don't need to know you're homophobic. What if I had been gay? What if I would have just stood up and been like, hey, man, I'm gay, man. I don't appreciate how you talking like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, dude. It was just crazy. Like he wanted, he looked at us for kinship. Like we were all supposed to be like, yeah, man, fuck them gay people. Like I don't we're care, not dude. Sixteen, come on, we I'm all a grown know. man. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not gonna join in your little hate fest, dude. What if it was a black person in there? I wonder what he would have called him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I know what he would have called him. I don't think he would have done that with you standing there. No, I'm just saying, say three white dudes yeah, in the jail. Yeah. They would have been like, a silver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I was thinking worse than silver. I don't think it worse than silver. But, um, alright, so. Um, oh, also, I'm going to try to get my friend on here. I'm not going to say his name. But, um, I'm going to try to get my friend on here because he works as like a door person at a bar. Okay. And um, he was telling me. The inside scoop about how they racially profile at the door. And I see black people always believed it, and but now I got the inside scoop. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say the name of the bar or the person, but he looks kind of like a lesbian. Is what I'm saying. Some people know. <laughs> some people out there know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm not saying his name. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was walking into work the other day, and. Outside on the concrete, it was all these worms. Y'all ever see that in the morning when y'all go to work? You you go to work at night, right? Yeah. Well, in the morning you'll see like worms on the concrete, mm-hmm. and it made me think like, cause you know I have a lot of white friends now. Are worms the alcoholics of the animal kingdom? Cause they seem like in the morning they just wake up like, where the hell am I? <laughs> what what am I doing out here on this concrete? What did we do last night? Where's the I don't dirt? remember. And then you go out at I noon. I was in the grass when I went to sleep, man. You go out for lunch at <laughs> noon, and they all dead. Oh, they yeah. Sunday <clears throat> done cooked you. It reminds me of my, um, my white friend's emails on Sunday and Monday morning when they like, dude, I was so hungover. I don't even know where I was at last night. I blacked out at the Tyra Creek or whatever. Oh. Like, it makes wow. me think, like, I wonder if Worms is really getting it in every night, just out there partying, and every morning, like, someone wake up, and they like, how did I get on this Honda Accord? And then, bam. That's the end of them. Yeah, my wish you have to go across them. Just baffles me. Like I don't know what make thoughts like that come to your head, but that it's hilarious. I don't. It's the truth. Oh, all right. This is, might be my favorite story of the week. So, um, Shaq's wife is actually. Oh, I already printed this out. Shaq's wife is actually working with his mistress. Oh yeah, cause y'all know Shaq cheated on his wife, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, I guess I'm gonna have to. Uh, we might have to skip some stories in the essence of time today, but we're going to try to get to all the good ones. Um, according to reports, Shawnee, that's his, that's his wife, mm-hmm. hired a private investigator to dig up dirt on Shaq last summer. She wanted out of the marriage for a long time. However, to get more money in the divorce, she had to prove Shaq's infidelity and mental abuse. Months before Shawnee decided to file for divorce, the investigator uncovered Shaq's mistress, Vanessa Lopez, who is currently suing him. What is up with mistresses suing the dude? What can you possibly sue a person you are cheating with for? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods mistresses? I do not get it. I don't... Oh, it's strictly because they're rich. That's got to be the only reason to do it. Yeah, you're going to think you're going to get some money. Broke dudes don't get sued by mistresses. It's only rich people. Uh, anyway, um, I'm more disgusted with her than anything the wife did. And Shawnee reached out to him, to her. Shawnee discovered her husband's long-running affair with Lopez and approached Lopez, but did not rip into her. 
Instead, Shawnee wanted the affair made public. Shawnee tried to convince Vanessa to go public about the affair before the, before Vanessa did go public. The source told Radar Online exclusively. She wanted Vanessa to go to the police too, based on allegations she heard about Shaq harassing her. Shaq is a harasser. There's been like voicemails of him calling harassing this one rapper chick in Atlanta. So, wow. yeah, seems kind of weird that someone that should be able to get as many women as he wants is sure. get fixated on a few. Like, really, dude? Wow. Anyway, um, what she divorced about, what she discovered about Shaq and Vanessa, that was before and stuff. What she discovered about Shaq and Vanessa gave Shawnee ammunition she needed to file for divorce and try to get the money she wants. Vanessa oh, didn't come is. forward when Shawnee asked her to, but Shawnee request, Shawnee's request set in motion the events that led to Vanessa to publicly reveal her affair with the NBA star. Additionally, her investigator uncovered voicemails and emails that were her Shaq in divorce court. Damn. And the mistress has voicemails and emails of her own that will help Shawnee's divorce case. Mm. By teaming up, they both have enough leverage to win their cases against Shaq. Wow. <laughs> Cheating is all fun and games until your wife joins forces with your side piece or clocks you with a golf club. Uh, that's a tight woods joke. Mm. And also, man, um, Gloria Allred, um, I think she's the one who's representing um, um, the mistress in this. She... If you do some some type of like shady hoe stuff, she you need to call Gloria already. She'll get you paid or get you on TV. <laughs> mm. She done got all Tiger Woods mistresses on TV. Every press conferences, press conferences on CNN. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So I'm just saying, no, I I do not advocate messing with you know married men or rich men mm-hmm. or whatever. But if you do, call Gloria see. Put her on speed now. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was interesting because. Um, I talked to my friend about this, my man Vic, and while we're talking, like, I don't really use the term bitch to refer to females. I use the term bitch sometimes, though, in general, but I just be like, man, shut up, bitch, or like Dave Chappelle used it. But I don't, like, I normally do it when I'm talking to dudes. I don't know if I ever use talking to a woman. But, um, like, it was kind of funny, though, because we were talking about this, and I was just like, man, she's going to get him for as much as she can. And I kind of advocate doing what you got to do, like... You find out somebody cheating on you, I'm not going to judge you and say, why are you going to get his money? Because mm-hmm. you hurt. Why wouldn't you? What? Like, you know. I, yeah, and I'm telling tell you right now, we ain't got a whole lot, but I want the left shoe and you keep the right shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I take the left contact, you can take the right, you know. Yeah. We're going to split everything in half. And you know what? I already told my husband, just, I might be hurt and I might be crushed. But I will wipe the tears away from my eyes so I can sign the bottom of that piece of paper every month because it's going to be a direct positive coming to me. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, like, as far as the divorce rate thing, I mean, when it spawns from cheating, it's mm-hmm. kind of different. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you're just like, okay, it breaks out with differences or, you know, maybe your career does such and such. Yeah. But when it's literally just like, I like to have sex with other women that are not you, and that is not what we agreed to. No, I can't I didn't sit up there and feel sympathy for you. Like, mm. I just think cheating is stupid. I don't. It's not necessarily a matter of right and wrong. It's stupid. It is not. If you, why even get married? That's it's right. Why so be, dumb. Why waste your time? Like, why would you even think? Oh, I'm gonna appe- appease this one woman by getting married to her, while putting myself in the most vulnerable financial position I can. Like, have kids with her, putting myself in a worse position. Yes. And then get mad when she want all the money. Mm-hmm. That's the game, player. You, you played yourself. Yes, you did. So she um, won. But anyway, I'm talking to Vic about this, and he calls Shaq's wife, Shawnee. He's like. 
Man, when I think about that, I just think she a sneaky bitch. It's like, mm, um, she what, was not the boy Shannon. Yeah, what kind of derogatory, <laughs> kind of derogatory term is that for somebody who's might maybe they're trying to get revenge? Maybe you have a problem with that, but I don't see you saying anything negative about Shaq. You know? Yeah, and you know, and it's weird though because there are women that cheat, but most of the time it's men. And for some reason, men feel like they can have their cake and eat it too. Not all the time. They feel like they should have the right to cheat and the woman should go on about her. But nah, buddy. We signed papers. I got documentation. This is in writing. It's at the notary's office. It's down at Mecklenburg County. <laughs> so when you sign up, put it, don't sign the papers if you don't want me to take half. Or even more sometimes. And some of the women is getting paid now. Their career is motherhood. Like, these women is getting like hundreds and thousands of dollars a month. These women will never have to work for the rest of their life. Even if it's not, I mean, in some ways, divorce is a punitive thing. When you are wronged by someone, it yeah. can get to that way. And as much as men like to complain, we know full-heartedly when we go into the agreement, this is the way our society works. If I do not take care of my obligations, this is probably how it will go down. That's right. You can sit around and bitch about like child support or something, but at the end of the day... You knew that before you popped this, a baby out. Like, before they yes. had that baby, you knew that. So, like, You're not complaining oblivious. complaining about our system being weighted towards women, to, is, to some extent, is kind of unfounded. I, I really find, like, that misogynistic attitude is unwarranted when it comes to talking about women because a lot of times the system is that way because men don't take care of that shit. Like, yes. there's too many men that will actually try to leave a woman high and dry, mm -hmm. try to leave her with a child, not pay child support. So then when the few that do try to do right mm -hmm. end up getting screwed sometimes, which I really think is an overrated, like, it's definitely an overrated number right. among men because we, like, we try to act like every dude is trying to do right and all these nasty women no. trying to keep them from no. their children. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, every dude I know that actually really tried to be a father, be a husband, and do the right by their kids, like, courts try to help those people because yes, you don't see do. them. No, not Like, you don't see them that no. often. It's like, what the hell? You showed up for the, for the child support <laughs> <Yeah. here? laughs> Why like, are you even here? Yeah, you showed up for a custody matter that has nothing to do with uh, child support. Mm -hmm. Like, they, wanted, they want that kid to be around their father. You're not seeing a court full of a bunch of people that just like, let's keep these kids away from their daddies. No, and on top of that, the, the thing about it is that honestly, uh, and when dudes complain about child support, it almost makes me upset because that little bit of money you give a child support ain't nothing but a drop in a bucket to the, with the expense that the mother has at all times if you guys are not together. Yeah, and, and like I said, I feel bad for dudes that are trying, but yeah. don't be mad at women be mad or the system. Be mad at, at you. other dudes. That don't do that. If you know it, every dude I know know at least one dude that probably got some babies and ain't taking care of them. Mm -hmm. Be mad at that nigga. Mm -hmm. He yeah. messing it up for everybody. Yeah, he exactly. is. That's why the court system is like it is. Exactly. All right, so all right. Oh, and then I there was this forum that I saw this story on S O H H, and there was so many people that were really like really mad. Like, there's a lot of dudes. That are just uh, completely upset about it. And by the same token, there's a lot of women that are way too happy about it. Like, these things don't have nothing to do with us. I ain't gonna see a cent off this settlement. And neither will any woman. And most women are never gonna be in a situation to really take advantage of something like this. Because the yeah. nigga you dating is broke. Like, 
You're not dating no rich ass superstar. <laughs> Why are you getting so happy that homeboy got to give up some of them millions? Mm-hmm. Tyrone ain't about to give you none of his eighteen thousand that he make from McDonald's every year. So no, just, he ain't. Just, just chill the hell out. <laughs> he ain't get two percent of that. <laughs> oh man, black people, black women way too happy, black men way too mad. Mm-hmm. Take care of your babies, don't you? Anyway, um, I'm talking to um, Andrew about my um my lunch dilemma. Like I don't know at lunch, I feel like I have to leave the building. Like I freak out if I can't if I can't. <laughs> If I can't get out of that building for 30 minutes and just not be in there, don't matter where I go, I freak out. Mm. I hate, I feel like I wasted my time. I really hate being at work for the whole time. Mm. So I go somewhere for lunch every day. Now I don't go anywhere expensive. Normally I'll just get like fast food or something. But I was trying, I, I try to eat a little bit healthier. So I try to go to get this salad in this one place. But every time I go there, like not every time, but say 50% of the time, there's a line mm-hmm. or like the parking's messed up, mm. so I and I only have thirty minutes to eat. So like, by the time I wait on the line, I wait for my food to get cooked. It's just a salad, but they gotta cook like grilled chicken. So by the time it actually gets ready, I got like five minutes to scarf it down, get back in the car, head to work. And I, and it's been stressing me out for a minute. Like I've been working here for like almost a year, and it's been stressing me out because I don't like eating fast food because mm-hmm. it is like crack. So fast food is crack. I don't yes. care what nobody say. <laughs> Uh, it is legalized crack. I don't know how, what they're doing. <laughs> or what they put in it. There have been times where I was fighting with the steering wheel. Like, should I get that volcano taco? <laughs> uh, should I just get this salad? But, um, you know, and, I, and before that, I wasn't even eating fast food at all. Like, for like probably six months. So, it was just one of these, like, I went from never eating it to eating it like two, three times a week. So, it was really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I was talking to my friend Andrew. Um, Andrew, you white friend of the week. I don't know if you have been Woo-hoo! before. We love you. But because of this um, suggestion you made, White Friend of the Week, um, he was like, why don't you just call your order in and just eat it in? And I felt so stupid. I should have been doing that. How did I not think of that? What the hell, man? I should have thought of that from day one. I could eat. I saw people walk in and get calling orders, and they would leave. But I just wanted to call in, have my food ready when I walk in, eat, and then just leave. It was just so, ah. Anyway, thanks, Andrew. I feel dumb. Um, also, I think we need to cross-promote other sites. Okay. Because um, there's a lot of people I've noticed on our Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. They have websites. They have mm-hmm. blogs. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get their, you know, get some publicity out there. And maybe you're not going to get it from a really famous person, but... We got a thousand some followers on Facebook. We can do our download thing a little bit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We're growing, we growing up a little bit. Um, so I'm saying, why don't we promote their stuff on our podcast? That's cool with me. And, you know, we'll try to highlight maybe one or two a week. Mm-hmm. All right. So, this is, and if you see any, you know, let me know. But these are two that I saw. The first one is um, blackconsciousthought.blogspot.com. And it was this girl who wrote this really long, it is long, I will, I'm not going to read all this, it is long, alright, but it's hilarious, it's about black male nerds and like their contempt or their um, anger towards black women, like they really, they generalize them a lot, and I hate to see black people, we always had these generalizations, like women do this, men do that, we suck, like, and it's, and it's specific to black. It's specific to black. Like, we don't never do that. With us. We're never, like, negative towards other races like that. We would never be like, all white women are stupid. But we would say that shit if all black women got attitude. 
So, like, we would say, but we would do that to each other. Um, but this article was about how black nerds get mad at black women and don't really look at themselves as part of the problem. Like, maybe you don't have a lot of charisma. Maybe, um, you know, you always look at these these t- certain type of chicks that go home with a certain type of guy. Mm-hmm. Why are you even interested in that type of chick? If that's not what you're really into, why would you just say, look, I want to go home with the best looking girl in the club, but she might be into gold digging. Mm-hmm. So, like, on one hand, you proclaim that you want to be with a certain type of woman, but then... And you look down on gold diggers, you look down on this, but you're not going to church to look for these girls. Like, you going to the club. Oh, yeah. So like, what do you expect? You getting mad at the club girl for going home with the club dude. Like, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen there? Like, why are you so bitter towards everybody? So, anyway, it's a really good read. It's very long. You might need to read it in parts. I, I only read, like, half of it so far, and I was like, whew, I gotta take a break. She got, like, YouTube links, and mm. it's work. But, um... Anyway, I wanted to highlight her blog, so check that out, and it, it also sparked a good conversation. And then um, this other <laughs> website that I contribute to is called IgnorantIntelligence.com. I kind of mentioned it half-assed a couple times on here, because <laughs> I just didn't know the name. I would just go in, contribute my part, and then just leave, but um, there's a lot of funny people on here, and it's not really work safe. Like, there's a lot of cursing. There's no nudity or anything, but... There's a lot of like cursing and whatnot, but it's kind of like, almost like going to a black comedy show. We have people that are funny and they talk very frankly about situations that you encounter every day. And I read, um, my man Wayno, I read his uh, contribution because it's the one at the top of the page right now. And his picture to go with this is hilarious. Um, I know his face. Yeah, it's a real picture of him too. I'm looking angry as hell. Um, But the title of it is what? Fuck you and your kids. <laughs> and he says, some may follow, find the title of this post a little harsh, but I really don't care. This was inspired by me getting an invitation to someone that I don't fuck with, child's birthday party. Say that again. <laughs> I saw it and said, what? Like, honestly, kids are like any other group of people. A few winners and a whole lot of losers. <laughs> <laughs> My whole thing is I don't think it's cool to just place children and any other kids just because they're kids. I don't think it's cool to just place children around other kids just because they're kids. My son doesn't fuck with certain people like that. I think he makes good judgment on people's characteristics. Most of the time, most of the people he isn't fond of, I'm not fond of either. Which leads me to the whole fuck your kids thing. All kids aren't nice, cute, pleasant, smelling. Or a lot of them are dirty, conniving, annoying people, just like any other group of bum-ass niggas or bitches. I'm not saying my kid is everybody's cup of tea either, because he really can be an asshole when he wants to be. I thought that was hilarious. I just don't think you should ask people to come to your child's party just because you know them. I really wanted to reply with saying, bitch, I don't even like you. Why would I come to your ghoulish-looking kid's party? But my mom raised me better than that. If me and you aren't cool, then don't invite me to your kids' party because I'll probably bring some mice there and let them lose just to mess, fuck it all up. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's hilarious. Of course, it's over the top, but that's the kind of stuff you're going to find here. Um, mostly, I just post our podcasts and stuff on my blog, but you get a lot of different um, opinions and whatnot from this uh, website. So those are the two that we're promoting today. Um, 
Alright, can you give us a Dancing with the Stars update, Karen? Yes, I can. With my Dancing with the Stars update, old man astronaut got kicked off. And I'm glad he got kicked off because he danced like he was at the Senior Citizens Bingo Dance Off. It was terrible. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you here? You have no business on here. You can't move. You got arthritis, bursitis, all them other itises. You shouldn't have been on the show anyway. Um, he got kicked off, so I'm fine with that. Now, was he dancing to like sock hops and like the stuff they did back in the 20s? No, they had him doing modern stuff, but it's just the fact that a lot of like the quick steps and the two steps and stuff that they had them doing required more athleticism than he just. I'm sorry, once you get to a certain age, your one two is one. Two. It ain't one, two, three, four. It's one, two, three, four. It's just not the same. And he was terrible. Um, I think the next person is going to get kicked off is Kate Gosselin. Oh my gosh. Watching her dance is like watching paint dry on the wall. She has no rhythm. She has no sense of like beat going on. When she dances, sometimes she gets off beat. Mm. And I'm like, why is she still on there? I know you got eight kids, but that don't mean I want to see you dance every week. Now, I'm surprised she can't dance because you know my theory. My theory about Kate Gosselin is that she's a black woman. Because she, she got a $7,000 weed. Yeah, she do. She got eight kids. And she don't have no husband now. Wow. Yeah. So Wait. I, I don't know, man. She fit like all that. the stereotypes that's cool. that's without me even watching. And she got an attitude. Yeah, and she got a bad attitude. Yes. Oh my God, all those yes. black nerds were right. Yes, and she danced <laughs> off the song called Paparazzi. Yeah, all oh, those man. all those nerds that were saying that all white women are great. That means Kate Gosselin must be black, cause that's all the negative things to say about black women. Well, so Kate Gosselin must be black. Well, girl, I hope next week you get your rhythm together, cause you <laughs> suck right now. <laughs> Um, what about anybody? Did anybody else do real good, or was that it? Let's see. I liked uh, the girl from the Pussycat Doll. She did real good. Her and her partner did like a sailor type thing, and that was really, really good. Like I would actually pay to go watch them perform. That they did excellent. They did great. I like them. Um, Ocho Cinco did good. Uh, Pamela Anderson did good. Um, like I said, a lot of them I don't really watch. Oh, the girl Anissi Nash. She did good too. Um, let's see. The dude from The Bachelor did okay. The ESPN lady did okay. Um, they had a dude from All My Children. He did all right. But um, Shannon Doherty from 90210, she got kicked off last week. And Buzz got kicked off this week. So that's my thing for one um, for uh, Dancing with the Stars. Hopefully hopefully Kate Gosselin will be next week. But I will cross my fingers and see. All right, cool. Let's uh, do a couple of these news stories and we're going to get up out of here, all right? Um... Oh, I made a joke on Twitter that did not go over well. I just want to bring it up in passing because I really don't want to get into the whole argument. But, um, you know that, that the president of Poland he died in a plane crash? Yes, he did. I did, I thought it was just him in the plane no, crash. It was they him. didn't say it was like a little airliner. Yes, it was so a I was bunch like, of other people in there. So I just asked on Twitter, like, how many Polacks did it take to fly that plane? And a couple people got mad. I guess it was too soon. <laughs> anyway, um... Short change at White Castle. Man calls 911 after hooker fell to deliver in fast food bathroom. Meet William Ferris. The Ohio man yesterday paid a prostitute $50 with the understanding that he will receive a full menu of sexual services in the bathroom of White Castle in Cincinnati. 
However, when the hooker only performed oral sex on him, Ferris, who was also expecting vaginal sex, contacted the police to report that he had just been robbed. <laughs> what? what? Robbed of coochie? I'm confused. <laughs> There's a lot of men that would like to report this crime that <laughs> have gone. It's not even about, about prostitutes. Report their wife. Come on. There's a lot of men that would like to be like, uh, I took this girl out to Red Lobster, paid for drinks and the meal, and all I got was a kiss. And I would like to report her for stealing. <laughs> that was not she had robbed me. Wow. This was not the agreement. I think that's just kind of chance you take to yeah, yeah, I mean, she's a prostitute. I mean, uh, what did he expect? How you gonna call the police on a prostitute? Um, anyway, you gotta so, arrest him for calling. Uh, when Hamilton County Sheriff officers, office, office duty deputies, report responded to Ferris's nine one one call, his story began to fall apart. Ferris admitted that he was not, in fact, robbed by his unidentified paid date. In an interview, a frustrated Ferris told. Um, I guess this the smoking gun website that he expected all of it for fifty dollars, but just got uh, kissing and sucking during the twenty minute bathroom encounter. He, I mean, that's a lot. Twenty minutes is a long time, though. I mean, I don't really, you know, I, time is money. Money. I don't know is time, much about dog. prostituting, but I mean, how long you expect it to be mm-hmm. down there, man? I mean, that's, I mean, come on now. Um, he added the hooker picked the White Castle for their. Um, Assignation? Hmm, I've never heard that word, but let's just say rendezvous. Since his bathroom is locked, since his bathroom was locked, and not because of the eatery's tasty belly bombers, hmm. the unemployed Ferris. <laughs> this dude is unemployed. Where did Man, he find? Where did he get fifty dollars from? From the government. But then again, no wonder he's so mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, <laughs> that's his unemployment like, check, dog. He just got his money's worth. He's like, I missed my cable bill for this. <laughs> <laughs> I want all three holes. Oh, oh man. Um. So um, uh, he was charged with solicitation, making a false police report, and was scheduled to be arraigned today on misdemeanor counts. He told smoking gun that he will be charged with trespassing if he returns to the White Castle on Harris Avenue. Surprised he didn't get charged with soliciting the prostitutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you know, you gotta be careful how you spend your money these days, man. Mm-hmm. Craigslist is not every dollar counts. Money. No, it's not. Should have did PayPal. You can always get your money back from <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> Trucker, forty thousand pounds of frozen chicken saved my life. Ooh, Fort Worth. A little more than 24 hours after getting entangled in a fiery crash on Highway 121 overpass, Randy Pierce credits the 40,000 pounds of frozen chicken he was hauling was saving his life. The weight of my trailer and those chickens kept me from going over the edge, I think. Pierce, 59, recalled while watching the video of the crash recorded by a mounted traffic camera. The veteran trucker said he believes the trailer and its load substantially slowed down his out-of-control rig and likely prevented him from plunging 40 feet out of the side, off the side of the bridge. Oh. I don't know about saved it, but they sure helped it last a little longer. Um, I forgot about the space in between the two highways and thought it might jump the concrete and hit the other traffic going the other way. He was behind the wheel of the tractor trailer on a North Tur- Texas Tollway Authority dump truck turned into his lane, colliding with the semi, shearing off his fuel tank. Oh. The impact detonated an inferno and sent Pierce and his rig dangling over a bridge. Um, wow. So he basically said, uh, um, Chicken saved his life. He will yeah. be talking about eating more chicken, won't he? Uh, yeah, he definitely ain't gonna be down with, um, with hamburgers, um, mm-hmm. anymore. 
Um, but yeah, homeboy, I guess he he lived because his payload was so heavy that it slowed him down from popping over the side. But he mm. gave credit to, I don't know what else he could have been uh, hauling that would have got him killed. But I guess frozen chicken is pretty heavy. <laughs> he might have been trying to haul some KFC up for those double downs. Oh, this is going to kill a lot of people. You heard about the double down? You know what that is? It's two uh, fried chicken. Like, imagine a bacon and cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. All right, you got a picture in your head? Yes. All right, now take off the bread and replace it with fried chicken. Oh, double down. What? KFC. KFC. They're going to kill some folks. You know it's probably like a thousand calories. It got to. Fried chicken with Bacon and cheese? I expect yeah. you're going to see a lot of double down related traffic up in uh, the hospital. Uh, uh, double down heart attacks. <laughs> How did anybody let that happen? That's just, that's horrible. Like he said, fattest crack. They put out this grilled chicken, now they're just going to go. Well, you can get it grilled. Uh, you can get grilled chicken breast mm -hmm. with cheese and bacon. Mm -hmm. um, no bread. Mm -hmm. The chicken is a bread. Um, Virginia that's governor wow. declares, declares April's Confederate History Month. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I got to talk about this. Come on. It's about racism. Um, all right. So for the first time in eight years, Virginia's Republican governor has issued a proclamation declaring of April as Confederate History Month in the state, drawing criticism from Democrats and the civil rights group. Now, like people always say why black people don't vote, vote Republican. Um, I ask why do black people vote Republican? This is the kind of shit where I'm just like, hey, man, you like. This never happens on the Democrat side is all I'm saying. You can't get mad at black people for voting one way when y'all pull shit like, hey, let's celebrate all the negative things that happened with civil rights. Oops, I forgot to mention slavery was bad. Like, I'm sorry, that that's not enough, man. You can't be on the wrong side of racial issues and then get mad at those racists for not voting for you. That's it's ridiculous. Anyway, um... It's important to all Virginians to reflect upon the Commonwealth's shared history, to understand the sacrifices of the Confederate leaders, soldiers, and citizens during the period of the Civil War, and to recognize how our history has led to our present. It's Governor Robert McDonald's seven-paragraph proclamation reads in part. He quietly made the declaration after two previous Democratic administrations refused to do so. Quietly yeah. made the declaration. Yeah, there's a reason you're quiet. Because you don't want Yeah, you don't want nobody to be like, hey, so what about the slavery part? Um, so, um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but I just wanted to bring that up because it was so ridiculous that someone would actually celebrate Confederate History Month and kind of forget or gloss over the fact that, oh, yeah, that is right. That whole slave thing we were fighting about, that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. man. History books are already so just... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. You're going to take a whole month to just... I mean, oh, that's just despicable. When I was growing up, slavery was like a chapter. A Not paragraph. even a chapter, it was a couple paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. It was a like, you know, black people oh, yeah, didn't like beat them. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and there was some black people back then, yeah. too. And it wasn't, they yeah. weren't getting paid for their work. It was yeah. slave and masters then. Yeah, I mean, they made it dating, glamorizing them in the history books. I mean, this is great. This is just great. It's fantastic. <laughs> 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 uh, kids found outside in diapers, mom arrested. Wow. An East Hampton, Connecticut woman is facing several charges after her two and three year old sons were playing in the woods for hours wearing nothing but diapers on Friday morning. <laughs> oh. Julie Root, 27, and she is white. So Look at her shirt. Oh. Her shirt oh. okay. say, I love weed. Yes. <laughs> California, I love weed. Such a Um 
She was arrested shortly after coming home from work. A neighbor called East Hampton Police when she said when she had heard the children playing along by the road in the rain for at least an hour. In, in the, the rain. rain. Oh man. Oh. Maybe they were singing that song. I wanna go outside. Mm -hmm. In the rain. I'm surprised your kids didn't get sick. Two or three years old. Mm -hmm. Is that how they're? Oh, no. Sick as it. Oh, my God. When the two officers arrived, they found two small boys walking in the woods on the south side of Flatbook Road near a stream. The boys Man. were wearing no clothing other than their diapers, and they were freezing cold, police said. Mm. The ambulance was called. Oh. The boys were taken to a Marlboro Clinic for a medical evaluation. Yeah, they could have drowned. I mean, two and three. Kids ain't that bright at that age. While all this was taking place, Rue walked up to the scene and said she had returned from work in third shift at 7.30 a.m. and had possibly dozed off, allowing the boys to slip out of the house. Rue, who was wearing a t-shirt that says, I love weed, in her mugshot, was heavily under the influence of prescription pain medication. Man, this sounds just like Eminem's upbringing. The allegedly bad mother said the boy's father, Scott Root, was also home but had been sleeping during the incident. Mm. It sounds like some crackheads. Wow. Yep. So, I think that's it. This has been another depressing episode of The Black Guy Who Tips. Talk, talk about healthcare. Mm -hmm. Talk about uh, people not taking care of their kids. Yeah. Frozen chicken. That's right. Baby daddy's daughter. Just Dancing with the stars. Yeah. My, my, Mistresses my. and wives. Suing husbands. And I still think Kate Gosselin is a black woman. Mm. Check it out. All the clues are there. All the clues are there. <laughs> she need to get some rhythm. She would officially be black. All right, so thank you, Chantel. Yes, for thank you. Coming through. We might have to have you back on if we have yes. any follow-up questions about healthcare and stuff. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, any, um, more, any more nursing questions, y'all can ask us. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Um, say that again at dat at D-A-T. And um, Chantel has a Twitter account, too. Mm-hmm. I'm under... What's that? Underscore. Underscore, underscore G nice. Oh, okay, I don't even think I'm on your. No, I don't I'm not. think you got me on my friend. You don't want to follow me though. I, I say a lot of outlandish things. That's okay. I like a good laugh every once in a while. All right, man. I always, I'm always amazed by the people that follow me on Twitter. Mm. I won't lie. Like there's some really like the nice, religious, upstanding <laughs> people, really? and they follow my ignorant ass, and I'm always like, <laughs> oh, don't nobody find out about this. I don't mm. think you're supposed to be knowing me, but. Um, <laughs> But That's I appreciate it. I appreciate all the followers. Yeah. <laughs> this one woman, she followed yeah, me. Secret. I found out she was a youth pastor or something. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. But I still ain't going to change how I tweet. I mean, I got to be me, man. But um, anyway, um, thank you guys. Check out the uh, website, um, the, the www.theblackguywithtips.blogspot.com. And check out our podcast uh, that you listen to now. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, and to find it on iTunes, just search the Black Guy Who Tips, and we should come up. Yeah. Um, All one word. Yeah. Oh, or, or you, or, or you can separate it. I checked that out too. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. So you don't even have to make it one word. But um, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you guys uh, next time. Uh, we out. I love you. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution is here. Yeah. It's common sense with DJ Premier. We gon' help y'all see clear. It's real hip hop music from the soul, y'all. Yeah, second. Yeah. 
The perseverance of a rebel, I drop heavier levels, it's unseen to heard. A king with words, can't knock the hustle, but I've seen street dreams deferred. Dark spots in my mind where the scene occurred. Some say I'm too deep, I'm in too deep to sleep. Through me, Muhammad will forever speak Greek. Brothers with handshakes on ghetto landscapes, where a man is determined by how much a man makes. Spit old raps with young cats with cigarettes in their ear. Niggerish stay up here under the fubu is a guru that's untapped. Wanna be in the rap race, but ain't ran one lap. Ran so far from the streets that you can't come back. You tripping with nowhere to unpack. Forgot that. When I write, I see my daughter's eyes. I'm the truth. Cross the table from corporate lies. Immortalized by the realness I bring to it. If revolution had a movie, I'd be theme music. My music can even fight, fuck a dream to it. My life is one big crime. I tried to scheme through it. Through my shell, never knew what the divine bring to it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want millions. More than money saved, I want to save children. Dealing with alcoholism and Afrocentricity. A complex man drawing off of simplicity. Reality is risking me. This industry will make you lose intensity. The common sense in me remembers the basement. I'm Morpheus in this hip-hop matrix exposing face shit.